Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight as we have coming on momentarily the post-grunge band Oleander, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about these guys in a moment before I bring them on the air. They are one of many amazing bands that I have had the honor and have been fortunate to interview, including other bands I've had on the show, such as I Empire, Otherwise, Eve to Adam, Janice, Art of Dying, Candlelight Red, and again, my show, just to give people a background, is really to create a forum that I could bring people on in the entertainment industry so that I could support them and help promote them and spread the word about who they are. A little bit about my background. Um, I started the show approximately two years ago. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist. That's what my doctorate degree is in. And I know a lot of my guests like to joke around with my background. And I have no problem uh, talking about some psychology stuff because I know bands and all the types of guests I have on my show can relate to that type of stuff in this crazy industry. But my show, just so people know, is purely meant for entertainment purposes. I do not do formal therapy on the air, um, et cetera. But we do have some fun sometimes with that. I also am an independent artist with um, an album out of a solo artist. I do some writing for some entertainment magazines, more along the lines of marketing, advertising with a psychological spin to it. And then I really launched the show because personally, I knew how challenging and difficult it could sometimes be to manage everything on your own, especially when you're being independent, you don't have a a label, and I know Oleander is going to be able to really hone in and talk about that stuff tonight since they're headed in a bit of a different direction from what I've read about them. Um, So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in the profession. And I just kindly request that if people want to share any entertaining stories, some that might be uh, comical, potentially humiliating and embarrassing, I do love comedy, just to keep any specific uh, identifying information out, such as names of persons, organizations, etc. Okay, so before I bring them on, let me introduce them. If you are tuning into the show, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. I do have a chat room open, but because I am a one-person show, I'm going to be predominantly focused on the interview, so you can post questions in the chat room. You can also call in at 805-243-1320. So personally, I have been a fan of Oleander since the early 2000s when I started to develop my own interest in music. And... I just love these guys' music. I remember many of the songs off of February Sun that were just very influential in the style and direction that I was going in with um, a very rock-oriented background. So the band's really been a significant influence personally for me, so it's it's pretty cool and surreal on some level tonight to fast forward, you know, so many years later, and I have this radio show, and these guys are now coming on my show so that I can promote them. So they've always had a really original, unique sound, too. These guys are described as a post-grunge slash rock. We're going to learn a little bit about what that sound is tonight. So they've always really um, carried their own original sound, and that definitely is going to play out in the new album they have. They really have kept true to who they are. So many people will know Oleander for some of their earlier hit singles that they had, including Why I'm Here and I Walk Alone, which was off of February Sun. A lot of their music was also featured, and maybe people aren't aware, but please do your uh, research on these guys, in TV shows and films such as Dawson's Creek, American Pie, Scary Movie, and The Spider-Man in 2002. So really, Oleander for me, especially reading about them, and I know one of the things that Doug really hones in on with these guys is that, you know, they really have learned, I think, over the years that um, they do music now because it is just something they're so passionate about. And the authenticity that these guys have and just this humble attitude is something that I could really hear conveyed throughout all the stuff that I read on them. So it's just really cool to bring a band on like that. So everyone has to check out now their new album, Something Beautiful. We're going to play a couple of the songs off of that tonight. It is amazing. I actually can't stop listening to the album, and it's really cool because I think they have a lot of crossover potential. Some of the songs are maybe a little lighter, but it still carries their uh, original rock and uh, grunge sound uh, streamlining throughout the album. So definitely check them out. Go to oleander.net, and hopefully that's a a good enough intro for now, but let's uh, bring them on so we can get into the interview. 
All right, I'm going to bring them on one at a time because we have several members calling in. Okay, hey, who's this? Uh, okay, hey, this is Thomas. Hey, Thomas, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Great, hold on a second, I'll bring uh, Doug on now. Okay. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm doing good, yourself? Good, good. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me tonight. It's really a pleasure and true honor to have you guys on the show. Thank you for Thank having you. Without, us. With that awesome buildup, you know, i got to just say, hey, we're the greatest <laughs> band in the world. We're humble, Absolutely. but we're the greatest band in the world. <laughs> and we, we did write the album of the year, in our opinion. <laughs> No, you guys are amazing. You really are. And I think it's going to be a really cool interview just to kind of, you know, digress back to your history and, and when you guys started out and where you are today and just so many of the changes that have happened over the years in the industry. And I think you guys will really be able to relate to that because when you guys started out was the time that, you know, labels had these huge budgets and funding. And today it's just kind of a totally different world with the social media sites. But um, before we get into all that good stuff, why don't we talk a little bit about, and you can each kind of comment on your own with, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, how did you get interested in music, you know, what were you guys like as kids growing up? Well, Doug, I mean, I can start that off by saying that I was kind of a train wreck as a kid, and music saved me, you know. Okay. Um, this is Thomas. Um, you know, music for me was just an outlet. It, it ended up being an outlet that, Gave me an opportunity to express and get off my chest some, you know, some some emotions that I'd carried over from my childhood, and um, you know, I mean, for me, it was it wasn't exactly a piece of cake growing up, and and um, uh, while everybody did the best ar- around me, you know, things were kind of tough, and and um, athletics didn't athletics kind of piled on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, but when I found music, it, you know, especially songwriting and the ability to to kind of channel expression through lyrical content, it gave me a really a cathartic platform to to you know to grow. Cool. And where did you where did you grow up in California, Tom? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Sacramento. In fact, uh, both Doug and I are Sacramento natives. Nice. And I don't want to pry by any means, but was there anything, and you could be generic about it, in your childhood that was, you know, pushing you, like you said, in a cathartic way where you had to kind of release this energy that you couldn't do through sports? Um, well, not to be too big of a Debbie Downer, but when I was coming up, you know, when I was a kid, I was I was exposed to, uh, you know, a lot of domestic abuse and, you know, a lot of wow. uh, familial strife. And a lot, and and it didn't really have a very firm foundation of you know for you know feeling secure, mm-hmm. um, and and you know and a lot of people can relate to that and you know that's a, it's a fairly common experience for a lot of people but um, you know so you know I I acted out and was reaching out and was you know constantly <laughs> getting into trouble and uh, you know inevitably I I found my way to music. And it was through the process of listening to others, you know, other other people's songs and their lyrics that I, I started to feel a little bit less alone. I could, could identify a little bit more with um, with um, those feelings through other other people's music. Then, when I started harnessing that, and, you know, uh, with with my own songwriting, you know, that just it, it just kind of became the focus for me. And I was very, very fortunate to have found Doug um, and the other guys in Oleander, but, you know, um, Doug and I started Oleander. Great. And I... I was was just going to say, I was very fortunate to have met him. That's awesome. And I definitely want to hear the story about you guys, you know, I was reading about you guys working together and kind of how you met as co-workers, but, um, you know, why don't, and I'm sorry to hear about some of the stuff that you, you know, shared, and I appreciate that with your upbringing and stuff, but like you said, it looks like it really made you who you are today and helped you found kind of your niche in life, um, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, I mean, um, it is so what it is, is, right? I know, and it's, I mean, as a psychologist, I, you know, deal with that on a daily basis. I work in forensics and corrections, and it's, you know, that's a, unfortunately a common theme that a lot of these people have endured, um, that type of stuff. So, Well, we've, yeah. got, 
we've gotten we've got an old saying that that kind of that we've carried on throughout the years. So it's is it could have been worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're right. And I mean, when you can reframe things, so to speak, and you know, look at things from a different perspective. Right. Even though you went through what you went through, sometimes you have to try to you know find that silver lining somewhere, so to speak. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, why not, Doug, why don't you share a little bit about, you know, how you started to get into music, and then you guys can go into how you met each other. Yeah, ironically, uh, I was actually, on the flip side, I was a jock, and, and I played sports <laughs> all through my high school. And and uh, when I was 19 years old, a bunch of guys, I found, you know, garage band, and uh, they had a garage band, and I, and I, you know, saw that there was beer at practice, <laughs> and uh, so I borrowed a bass and joined the band to have a good time. So uh, I came from a musical family. My grandfather was a guitarist and a really good guitarist, and and right. my my great uncle was a luthier and you know made guitars and and uh, you know so I came from a musical background, but I really didn't pick up uh, uh, you know the torch until I was about 19 years old. So with zero background, didn't know how to play a bass. Just just borrowed one and joined a band, and uh, and taught myself how to play along the way. Wow, that was my that was my experience too. I mean, you've got a couple of guys that that um, are self-taught, and um, you know, really kind of came up together. And you, um, you Thomas, you were playing. You taught yourself guitar. Yeah, I mean, he wow. used to he used to drive Rick, our guitarist, crazy because we'd come in with ideas, or I'd come in with ideas, and he'd ask what key that's in. I'd say I don't know. He'd say, "What are those chords?" <laughs> it's in the key of me. Oh yeah, I used to say it's in the key of me. Nice, nice. Poor Rick. We used to drive that man to drink. Aw, so and and you, Thomas, too. Do you like to be called Tom? Thomas doesn't matter. Doesn't How matter. do you like? It, it, doesn't matter. It okay. doesn't. It doesn't matter. Did you have ever have any vocal lessons? Because again, your your voice, and we'll talk about that too, is just you know, it's just phenomenal. Did you Thanks. ever take anything? Not until I was much, you know, not until I was, you know, well into a, into our career. Right. So right. I was just wow. I was just very fortunate. And I've heard and, and listen, you're being very kind because I've heard some of the playback, I've heard some of the recordings from us live, and so I don't know. You might you're, you're being very kind. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I got to I got to see you guys live. I mean, I've heard you know I've listened to all the music and stuff. I definitely have to check out a live show one of these days. Um, yeah, so let me know if you guys make it over to the East Coast sometime. <laughs> we shall. We, we um, it was funny, man. When I was growing up, this is right about the, the time when I had met Doug. Um, you know, I realized that you can get a you can get a girl to go out on a date with you um, if you say that you're in a band. But you can't get her to go out on multiple dates with you unless you're actually in a band. So okay. I was in, I was in desperate need of an actual band, and uh, Doug and I were working at a restaurant. Um, I was a busboy and he was a bartender, and um, you know struck up a friendship, uh, working relationship, and then struck up a friendship, and then realized that we had similar, um, you know, similar goals, <laughs> not just with the girls but with <laughs> bands, you know. And we kind of ran with that. Anything you want to yeah. chime in on, Doug? What's that? Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, those were good times. <laughs> you know, we, we, uh, we, we actually, uh, we, he, Tom was in a different band at the time that broke up, and 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 I was in another band, and and we kind of broke up, and right around the time we we're working together, and uh, so I was living with a drummer from my band, and he was living, and he was hanging with a guitarist from his band, and we kind of hooked up and formed. Uh, our first band together, which basically, ultimately, you know, we stuck it through, and and we became, you know, we different versions of the band eventually became Oleander. But yeah, we we uh, we had some good times back then. That's for sure. Well, how old were you guys about at that time when you first started? You know, when you were working together and you started to form Oleander. Twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, I think so. Wow. We were we were pretty young. That's been, it's been a long wow. time. You know, we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, which I'm proud it's, of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's well, no, it is it is something to be proud of because you look at a lot of these bands that are very talented and they just can't keep it together, whether it's because of, you know, interpersonal dynamics or whatever's going on. And it's a shame sometimes when they, they can't keep it going, especially when they have some really, 
you know, great music and stuff. So that's that's awesome. Well, to we, I mean, we, in all in all fairness, we've we've faced all of those same challenges. We've we've gone through sure. everything you could imagine over the last twenty five years. Wow. Um, but but our relationships always mattered more than whatever the conflict was at any given time. You know, and and um, you know, we've always put a priority on our friendship, um, even over the music. And you know, it just so happens that by maintaining friend, by by maintaining the relationship that we have, we've managed to to keep this you know this this band together and this I don't know if you, for us a legacy. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about how did you come up with the name Oleander, and then we're going to start to get into <laughs> you know when you guys really get together as a group and you know start going yeah. through the label process. So I love the name. I mean, how did you guys, and I've read about it, you know, being a, a flower or some type of, you know, botanical thing. So how did you guys uh, settle on that? Well, I like, you know, we get that out. We've had that asked a lot over the years, and the, the, the oversimplified answer is a lot of trial and error. You could imagine that when you've got um, personalities in a band and everybody's, you know, ha, you know, everybody has a different idea of what they want to call themselves. and. You know, we definitely threw a lot of names in the hat, and um, Doug might remember, you know, precisely how that came about, but when we stumbled across that name, it just felt right, and it stuck. Well, our our band actually, uh, we we went in to record, and we recorded our first EP, and we were called Jack at the time, and and when we finished our our six-song demo EP, and we're getting ready to put out a CD, we found out that there was a Jack, a band named Jack on American Recordings. So we kind of were, we had about, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks to to come up with a new name prior to releasing our CD and getting all the artwork and all that stuff together. So, so uh, you know, we just kind of hammered away at it at practice, and Rick actually came up with a name. And, and you know, Oleanders are very... Uh, indigenous to northern california you go up and down the freeways mm-hmm. or everywhere and uh we had we happened to have one out by our band room and and he threw the name out there just kind of you know just brainstorming throwing it out there and i think we just kind of said we all agreed that it, it really didn't have any implications you know it didn't didn't sound like death metal it didn't sound like pop. Right. it didn't sound like a rock band it just kind of it's what it was and 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 people could figure out by listening to the music, what what we did, you know, we didn't have any umlauts, you know, to suggest that we might be more <laughs> rock and roll than we actually are. You know, so, I, yeah, no exclamation points, just Oleander. Just Oleander. Just Oleander, <laughs> cool. Well, it's, it's stuck all these years, and it's it's definitely a catchy uh, name, and hey, yeah, hey, really cool. it, it, it could have been worse. It could That's have been, right. You know, we've, all, we've also stuck by the fact that, you know, like Oleander, like Oleanders, you know, if you ingest too much of us, you may be sick. Right. <laughs> no, 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 Doug. No, no, no. We didn't say that. The fans did. <laughs> we told them we would tell everybody and still do, no, you can't, you know, listen to us nonstop 24 hours a day. They're the ones that came up with, no, that kind of makes you sick after a while. <laughs> Well, I haven't poisonous. gotten sick of you guys, so good. <laughs> Get something Thank you. going on there. <laughs> yeah, we're slightly poisonous. Wow. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, and then we're definitely going to get into, you know, playing one of the tracks off the album and talking a lot about the album. So tell us what it was like. You know, it's it's the mid to late nineties. You guys are forming, and I guess start getting into a little bit of, you know, when things do start to take off with you guys, and you're getting recognized and. You know, take us down that road a little bit and what that was like. Well, the, in looking back on it, you know, I, I don't think we ever expected anything else to happen. I mean, um, I, I think we were young enough and, and naive enough to be able to be, you know, convinced that we were going to make it in the music industry, despite a lot of challenges that we had faced over the years. And, I mean, we, we, we you know, we were always the underdog in Sacramento and you know we had to 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 scrape for everything that we've that we've achieved and mm-hmm. um but we always had a we always had a very passionate um uh and tenacious you know drive to continue uh getting you know better on, on in, in every aspect as far as you know the band and 
you know, better shows and better songs and, you know, um, when we finally started hearing ourselves on the radio, I mean, it was a, that was a, a fairly monumental moment that I'm sure, sure. we were all having our own, ex, you know, experience. Uh, you know about what it was like when we heard that song, but for some of us, we you know <laughs> we kind of expected that. You know, we were I don't know, maybe a bit naive. Maybe we didn't realize how rare of an opportunity that was. Wow. You know, us, what about us, what about you, Doug? Yeah, I mean, you know, we worked hard for for a lot of years. You know, ninety ninety two is when we actually played our first show. I think as as mm-hmm. what was Jack at the time which was ultimately Oleander, and we put out an EP in 96 um, that we recorded, and, and, you know, we got a record deal in 98, so we'd been working for quite some time, and, and frankly, there was a point in time after we put out our, our our EP, and, you know, and everyone in the industry passed on us. You know, we wow. were kind of just scratching our heads going, what, you know, where, where's this going to take us? And and just kind of out of the blue, um, a programmer here in Sacramento uh, from a radio station uh, got a, got his hands on the CD and, and thought it was, you know, radio ready. And uh, right. he gave us a call and he added the song, which doesn't really happen. Um, it certainly doesn't happen anymore. Right. Um, but... Uh, you know, he, he added the song, and, and it was down when I'm loaded, the first track he added, and that song made its way to number one on the station. And, uh, you know, a year later we found, you know, lots of labels coming around and, and sniffing around and seeing what, you know, what we were all about and and, and passing on us. And then <laughs> he went on with another single that went number one on the station. Another was, year passed so, by, and... As you're, Doug, as you're talking, just mention those singles because you guys have had, you know, so many yeah. from the various yeah, so, albums. So what were these two initial ones? Yeah, Down When I'm Loaded was the first one that that did really well here regionally, okay. and and then the second single that he that he went with was Why I'm Here. Yeah, and, great. And that that one just went off the chart and, and mm-hmm. went number one and stayed number one for a really long time. And I think finally somebody came around that that got it and. And uh, that was Republic Records, and they signed us, and uh, you know, put we re- went in and re-recorded the CD essentially with four more tracks, and and uh, they released that, and uh, there we and released Why I'm Here because that one just went off the charts, and and uh, and uh, and there we went, you know, things went great for nice. for a long time for us, so um, wow. it was it was a really good time. Uh, you know, we we were you know we were touring with Candlebox. And I remember uh, we were touring with Candlebox, at, and at one point our our track hit number one at Rock Radio, and 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 it was just and it just stayed there for the for the remainder of that tour. And then we went out with Collective Soul, and and we were still doing great. And you know, we were just really fortunate. That is great. And to, just to digress, did any of these labels that passed on you guys, were they ever giving you any feedback about, you know, what it was that they weren't either picking up or, or getting with you guys as a band? Well, for, uh, Geffen said we're too old. Uh, too old back then? We were yeah. too old. Um, wow. David, David Simone at Geffen said we were too old. Um, and then, uh, let's see, uh Jason Flom and about five other characters from Atlantic came out and and liked us a lot and actually sent us in the studio to record four more songs on a demo deal, but then they just ultimately and I believe we recorded I Walk Alone. Uh well we that did. was one of the four songs. We did, yeah. Wow. We did. And uh and then they decided they wanted to they let the six month spot expire and and then we were free to go and walk with that particular recording and do with do with it what we wanted so uh right. ultimately um you know republic came along and 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 heard something that everyone else apparently didn't and and right. i you know i think a lot of it too is our live performance i don't think our at the time you know we hadn't put miles on the car you know you got to get out there and mm-hmm. and you got to play in front of people um to really hone in your live show and you know we hadn't done that because we were we had radio, but we were a regional 
success and at the time and and mm-hmm. you know we were playing a show once every couple weeks and and you just can't hone the live show that way you know right. you need to get out there and and play night after night after night to really to really get to hone in and, and figure out how to do it and how to you know how to ignite the fans and and how to get them uh to respond how to be impressive right. how to create how to create that holy holy you know what moment you know live right Wow. Yeah, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. I mean, you know, looking back, we it's funny when you're young and you're when you're young, dumb and in a band, you think you're <laughs> the greatest thing ever, you know? I mean we cert- I certainly did and looking back I thought on you're it, the greatest thing ever too, Tom. I, well, I did. I didn't want to speak <laughs> for you, man, but uh you know, I remember taking things very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, when we would get passed on or when, when things weren't going our way. And I think that playing with that chip on our shoulder actually helped us to a degree because Lord knows we weren't going to give up. You right. know, we were certainly not going to walk away from it. And, people were, and we had people telling us to hang it up. Um, you know, we just stuck with it. And, and you know, no, fortunately for us, things worked out. Yeah, I mean, it did. So, And, and like Doug was mentioning, you know, you can't be – sporadically playing a show here and there if you want to hone your craft and so eventually you guys were and I think this would be a cool kind of transition into this point you were basically on the road non-stop and it was interesting to you know look at your bio and and how you guys express with yourselves with you know basically the touring and promotion and all that stuff eventually you know did as you guys say make you feel drained um you know tell us a little bit of, of what that was like and you know, then we'll talk a little bit about the hiatus, and then we'll go into you know checking out something beautiful. Well, good, Doug. You want to go ahead? Yeah, I mean, frankly, it was exhausting. I mean, we 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 spent we 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 released the record in, in February of '99, and I think uh, that following year, I think I spent about uh, a grand total of about 14 days at home, possibly. Wow. And you know, we were out on the road, just pounding the pavement, playing shows, and. And and doing what you know, climbing the charts, which was which is fantastic, and and it wasn't so difficult when when things were swinging upwards, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot easier. It's when it became work when you're out there and pounding, and, and you weren't seeing the results um, that you were hoping for, or you're seeing diminishing returns when when it became difficult. But we certainly did, you know, we would we'd go out for a year and we'd come in. Record, go through another album cycle, record that, go out for another year, um, and then you know, re- and then repeat it again. And uh, you know, about that third time, uh, it was it was it was taxing. Wow. It was very taxing. It was taxing on our families. It was taxing on us. And uh, you know, and it was time for the hiatus. <laughs> you know, right. Right. Relationships were 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 good, but but taxed and you know i mean you can't you know if 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 you can if your listeners or our listeners or can imagine living in a one bedroom apartment a very narrow one bedroom apartment uh with you know six seven other people right. for a year oh at a time gosh. it's like a pressure cooker you know sure. when things are good it's all good but when things when things go south it sure gets ugly fast Wow. And and in in addition to the one bedroom, I mean, you guys were touring basically out of a tour bus, right? I mean, from... That's correct. Right. Yeah, we called it a, 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 you know, 45-foot submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You get to to know your neighbors really well in an environment like that. Sure. And I think it's interesting because I don't think, you know, I think people, and, and you, I think, Tom, you know, put it really bluntly, like when you were you know, very young and naive and, you know, you wanted to be this rock star and you guys did achieve that. But when you get actually get out there on the road and you see what it's really like and, and what you really have to do, you can sometimes get a different perspective. And I don't think sometimes people, especially younger musicians, really understand what goes into it. Um, no, you know, they see this lavish lifestyle and I'm going to be a millionaire and, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, and, nah. and, 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 and you can be, and it, it happens. It You know, it it. It does happen, you know. Right. But it doesn't happen all the time, and right. you certainly there are certainly are, are sacrifices that you have to make in order to even have the opportunity to achieve that level of success. 
and mm-hmm. and you know we gave it everything that we had. We literally gave it everything that we had until the wheels were falling off. You know, individually, collectively, you know, career-wise, and um, you know, we, I I felt like we got out at a very good time because we were able to um, we were you know we were able to heal. We were certainly mm-hmm. able to, to 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 you know get our bearings and and kind of you know pull it together. You know, so much so that we're I, we're better friends today. We're a better band today, and we've certainly put out the best record. My again, everyone believes that their n- newest product is the latest and greatest, and you know I get that, but we really feel like this is our best album. You know, and it wouldn't be this good if it wasn't for the fact that we took that time off. It allowed us to build some life experiences that we were able to put into these songs, and you know, it gave us an opportunity to to, to kind of get excited about doing it again, uh, it, right. whatever we end up doing. You know, right? It, every, it, that's the thing about where we're at, where we are today is we're not taking anything for granted. You know, we don't we 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 really try to keep our expectations low. We knew. We knew that we were going to write a record. We did. And it ends up that that record is something that everyone in the band loves. You know, and um, beyond that, you know, we just suit up and show up and, and kind of allow for what's meant to be to happen. We just got done with a three-week, or almost a four-week tour with uh, our, our friends Chris Daughtry and Three Doors Down. And wow, I haven't, awesome. I, ha- I haven't had that much. I genuinely haven't enjoyed. I haven't had that much fun with those guys in years. And we weren't in a forty-five square foot submarine. We were in a, a fifteen-seater passenger van. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We had a great time, and we got the job done. And but what I'm, I guess, what I'm alluding to is that we knew we were going to get to do that. We did it. Standing here today, we knew we were going to get to talk to you, and we are we appreciate it. You know, beyond right. that, we got a show this uh, this Saturday. You know, we're just kind of taking things as they come. No, it's cool. It's it's cool to see, like you said, how you can kind of look at things differently now, and maybe expectations aren't as high as they used to be, and you can actually enjoy it more than it being this job that just gets to be sometimes just really tedious. Well, you you have to keep in mind that musicians, especially singers, I'll go ahead and assume this responsibility. <laughs> you know, we have big egos, and my mm-hmm. ego my ego was 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 very dominant back in the day. I had an interesting conversation with. We played a show in Kansas City for a very small number of people. Um, it was a headlining show, and one of the young ladies that she was a longtime fan, she had come up and she was, you know, praising the album, and she was she was. You know, she was actually complaining about how small the numbers were. And we got into a conversation, and I told her, you know, back in the old days, that would have driven me nuts. I would have folded. Mm -hmm. You know, but today, the fact that our music in this band means that much to her that she would show up is enough. It's enough for me. You know? That's awesome. There's, There's a big difference between who I was then and who I am today. I do is there a part of me that still wants everything that I want? Yes. But I've kind of got that in check and I think that that's a byproduct again of us being able to take some time off and really kind of, you know, figure it out a little bit. Cool. Yeah, add a 12 add a 12 pack and a couple of Red Bulls and it's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Doc. Uh, nice. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean I, I hear you. I hear you guys, definitely. But I want to hear a little bit about, you know, what you guys were doing when you were on hiatus, and let's talk a little bit about that when we come back, but I definitely want to, you know, fit into songs tonight. So tell us a little bit about uh, Something Beautiful, which is the title track you guys are currently promoting, which I hear all over the place on the uh, terrestrial as well as uh, satellite radio, which I'm a huge fan of. So tell us a little bit about that track, and then we'll come back and talk about the album and a bunch of other stuff. Something beautiful is just about you know finding those moments throughout the day that that give life meaning. So that's it. That's it. That's Simple. it. And, uh, that's yeah. all I've got to say it, about that. That's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, hold on, guys. We'll check out this song, and then we'll be back in a moment. Okay. 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 
All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Doug and Tom from the amazing band Oleander. We're going to check out the title track right now, Something Beautiful. Please be sure to pick up a copy of this album. It is phenomenal, and uh, you can check them out at oleander.net. So let's check out the track, and we'll be back in a moment. everyone welcome back something beautiful by oleander amazing single check it out everyone needs to purchase their album something beautiful today check it out on itunes all major digital sites and go to their website oleander.net okay let's bring tom back on and it looks like doug might have for some reason dropped out but hopefully he'll call doug, back in doug had doug had some obligations and he asked oh, if i could okay. cover Okay. Um, he he uh, he says sorry, but and also gives his regards. So I will do my best okay. as solo. Now I'm I can sure talk about great. him. Now I can talk about <laughs> him, and he won't he won't hear me. Oh no, he was great too. But I'm sorry to hear he can't be on any longer. But I uh, I appreciate and respect that he has other things to attend to. So yeah, great track, Tom. I mean the album okay. again. It just I like how I think you guys took the direction to listening to, and it's so funny because I was listening to some of your older stuff off of February Sun, and I actually had the album because I started, as I was looking up this stuff online, I started remembering it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love that album. So 
I mean, I think it's really cool how some of the, you know, I don't want to say lighter stuff, but you definitely incorporated a couple of different sounds, and I think the crossover potential is just cool to hear it on, you know, maybe a commercial station or Top 40. So it's just I think the album has so much potential to be so diverse in terms yeah, of the way the stuff can be played. I do too, and we, we, uh, that was intentional. You know, we've we, one of the one of the things that I've always in, appreciated about this group of guys is that we've never shied away from from um, you know exposing a, a song. Just you know, it, a song is not we 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 don't work on a song or not work on a song based upon you know the genre. If we like it, we like it. You know, mm-hmm. and um, we've always we've never been afraid to kind of show a. You know, softer side of Sears, if you will. You know, something a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, something a little bit um, not so rock. And um, there's some really good stuff on this album. But you know, it's funny because I, I I went back and listened to the other ones as well. And we've done it. It's funny we've done it our whole career. Um, we've just kind of always just written and whatever we've liked, we've figured someone else will too. Cool. Very so cool. Not <laughs> so I will. As you. As you saw, that fan came up to you at that show, and she was able to uh, definitely, you know, make a good point about just, you know, being a big fan of you guys, and mm-hmm. after all these years, still being sticking around. So it's yep. cool. Yeah, so what were you guys doing on this hiatus? What were you? I know you mentioned in the bio or stuff I read on you that you were involved in a in another project, but were the other guys, you know, did they get jobs? Like, what was everyone doing for the handful of years? Well. You know the the other the other musical project that I was involved in wasn't it was it was just it was very brief and it was just it was it was kind of just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we'd spent so much of our lives living in this you know tunnel uh, called you know touring and career that um, when we did when we when we took the hiatus it took us quite a while to get used to just kind of learning how to live in the real world again and um, mm-hmm. all the things that you take for granted, you know, everything from you know, mowing lawns to doing dishes, you know, I mean, believe it or not, we had to kind of figure out how to do that stuff again. <laughs> you know, raising kids, you know, the greatest joy in my life is is is, is being a father, you know. I have two beautiful children and Doug has children. Um, you know, we, we didn't have an opportunity to, to invest ourselves in things like that when we were so focused on driving a career that when we took time off, you know, we didn't put a time limit on what we were, how long we were going to stay away from the game. You know, right. uh, we just we just knew we needed a break. And when we got home, we realized how much we had missed in our time right. away, and, and 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 we realized, you know, it just you know how good life is, you know. How good life is, because for so many years it was all about how can I get you to buy my record? How can I get you to buy right. my concert ticket? How can I make you yell and scream more or buy my shirt at the shows? And um, you know, it's like you get home and it's 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 just it's it's a little bit more real than that. Right, right. So, and please, yeah. uh, while we're talking, please also mention all the other members of the band too. I don't want to. You know, leave anyone out. So please introduce, you know, each of the members and what they play yeah, and you, anything you, know, you want to. Rick, Rick Ivanisevich is our guitarist. He's been with us forever. Steve Brown has been our drummer for a very long time now. Um, with this with this lineup coming back, you know, we invited our longtime producer Rich Mauser, phenomenal producer, to um, join the band and be. I took off the guitar and gave it to him because he's infinitely better than me. And okay. Said, and said, look, you know, just you, you've never been, you've never been on this side of the fence. Join the band, come out on the road with us, do it from this perspective. And, wow. But um, and it's been great. Um, getting back to it with the hiatus, everyone kind of went and figured out what they wanted to do. We all pursued different interests. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky got Ricky got into, uh, you know, he got into bowling. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Ricky got into bowling and and uh, wow. and and gardening. Uh, he grows peppers like you wouldn't believe. And I got into kids, my kids, my home, my family. I also got back into reconnecting with, um, you know, with my immediate family. You know, we talked about it at the beginning of right. conversation about how kind of things were when I was a kid. Well, things have come a long way, and cool. it, things are things are in a good spot. It's interesting how 
um, having children and then, you know, having mm-hmm. grandchildren for my, my parents just kind of sets the table for things. And so, um, you know, we spent That's the... great to hear. We, we spent the majority of this, of this, uh, the, our time away just kind of figuring out who we were and what we, nice. you know... You don't get a lot of time to do that when you're on the road. Yeah, I can't. Again, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I mean, just yeah, the whirlwind that that must be. It's a trip. Um, so, yeah. So, so you guys are on hiatus for a handful of years, and then, as you mentioned, you guys kind of wake up to a brand new world, so to speak, when you guys come back into the music industry well, because now it's right. It's like digitalized. Everything's and different. Things are, Everything's yeah, different. Yeah. So. Share with us what that was like when you started to, you know, move towards putting something beautiful together and getting back together. Well, I mean, you know, it, it was it was different. And it was the same to a certain degree. We knew we were mm-hmm. going to go in and record. We wrote, recorded. That was all very familiar territory. That process hasn't changed at all. When we came out of our recording sessions with this album, you know, it, we took it immediately to our management. Management immediately took it to his contacts throughout the industry and yet again um every label in the industry passed on us wow for all the same reason that they did 20 years ago only maybe even a little bit more justified now you know as far as they're concerned with the age and etc they weren't listening to the record they were listening to uh, they were reading the bio they were they were they were just making de- making decisions based upon other factors than just the music itself which is fine. Which is fine. Um, so we ended up finding a home with Cobalt Music Group. Um, they decided to release the album digitally, which has been fantastic. Um, we've been financing a lot of this ourselves. Um, social media is probably the the biggest difference from when we were coming up. You know, back in the old days, social media was basically how many people you could meet before, during, and after a show before right. getting into a vehicle and heading off into the sunset. Um, now we have an opportunity every day, moment-to-moment basis, to connect with individuals immediately. And it's been a big help, you know. It's been a big help. Um, radio still drives sales. Radio mm-hmm. still is the biggest conduit between an audience and uh, and your music. And we have found some love on the radio, and we've found some indifference, um, which is fine. Um, so yeah, you, in a lot of ways, you know, we're we're right back to square one. You know, we're figuring things out, and we've got an enormous chip on our shoulder. You know, just kind of looking at each other, going, "Cool, we've been here before. Let's just handle business." Because right. the one the one thing that we have in you know the one thing that we have going for us is we've got a great record and I think at the end of the day as long as you have that I mean you just do the best that you can with everything else. Yeah, I mean it, it is it's a phenomenal record and despite like you said some of the things that you know labels or whatever look at whether it's age related or whatever it is that they're looking at I think I think that's unfortunate today because I think you know and again I'm not saying I know the industry but. I've done a lot of stuff independently on my own. I've taught myself a lot. And I feel that things, I think, you know, hopefully in some respects have come a little bit of a ways since maybe when you guys started out where there are bands that are that are older today and that are still rocking and putting out great music. And, you know, I would hope that that's something in the industry that's, you know, maybe changed a tiny bit. Not totally, but a little bit. Um, well, I, I mean, know. you know, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, things so, have changed and things haven't changed, you know. Right, right. Um, in terms of what's who the old, what's, up, the old, what's the old saying? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Right, exactly. That's true. That's true. It's just yeah, yep, absolutely. So, in terms of, I know you said um, Moser, who was working and producing everything. Who ended? Where did you end up like recording the album? Was it just out of your own studio and in your own place, or did you go Rich. to a Rich Mauser has his own studio in Pasadena, and we've all nice. I mean, we've recorded all of our records with him uh, except for the first one. Um, wow! All at his place in Pasadena, and um, 
that's you know he's the only guy he's re- he's really the only person that we want to work with. He, that's cool. You know, he knows us better than anybody else, and he definitely gets the best out of me. Very cool. Well, that's great when you can find someone that you, you that you connect with and you trust on so many different levels, and you know you get the products you want. That's awesome. Yeah, Very cool. Absolutely. Cool. So let's check out. This was um, again. I think everything's amazing on the album, but this was definitely one of my favorite tracks, which was uh, "Save the Best." And nice. I just think, yeah, I think dynamically, just the way it starts out, it just has that you know your your grungy sound, but then. It definitely, when you get to the chorus, goes into this, like, commercial type. But I don't know. I just thought it had so many different dynamics to it. And to me, it personally, you know, stood out as a really good song. So well, tell us a little bit about that one. Well, you know, um, I kind of get caught up often in uh, clutter and baggage <laughs> and uh, <laughs> em- emotional you know, baggage. It's really easy. It's really easy to kind of collect things that aren't healthy for you, negativity, etc. And sometimes you just have to, you just have to to save the best and leave all the rest behind. And that's that was literally a mantra for me for a, for quite a while, and that ended up being a you know a part of that song. Things change so rapidly in your life that y- mm-hmm. you really should only have time for the good and get rid of the bad. I agree with you, absolutely. Can't agree with you more, Tom. So let's uh, let's check that out, and then we're going to come back and talk about any upcoming shows you have and uh, any other interesting uh, things you want to share about Oleander, right? Perfect. Thanks. All right. Cool. Hold on. All right, everyone. We are now going to check out Save the Best, again, one of my personal favorites, off of their album, Something Beautiful. So please check out this album, download it, purchase it, and uh, go to oleander.net for more information. All right, here we go. Save the best. Check it out.
right, everyone, welcome back. Save the Best from Oleander, another amazing track off of their album, Something Beautiful. And I personally want to also thank Alex Seiss from Music, sorry, from Union Entertainment Group for helping me set up the interview with Oleander. He's been great to work with. So, again, thanks to Alex for helping set up this uh, interview with Oleander. All right, let's bring Tom back on. Hey, Tom, how are you? Good. You know, Alex is a Alex is a great guy. Um, Union Entertainment, Brian Coleman. Um, Alex has been working with us now for a little over a year, and you know, he's just a he's just a fantastic uh, fantastic addition to the management team. So I owe him a huge debt of gratitude as well. Awesome. Yeah, he's been great to work with. It's it's interesting personally. We could talk off the air sometime, but it's just really interesting to see just how different management groups, you know, interact when they're booking interviews and stuff like that. And he was just very easygoing and it was, you know, quick and easy to book the interview. I wasn't going through loopholes and <laughs> you know what I mean? Taking yeah. weeks and weeks to try to get you guys. So well, yeah, we've, we've let everybody know that any, I mean, we, one of the, the, one of the best parts of the job is, is being accessible, you know, mm-hmm. this is the fun stuff for us. So, so it should, it should have been very difficult getting a hold of us. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, he's great to work with, really cool. So hopefully I'll be able to work with him in the future with some other bands too. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, so who are, um, what would you say some of the influences of Oleander was, especially when you guys were starting out, you know, in the, in the 90s and stuff when, you know, music was a little different than it is today? Wow, that's a great question. I mean, you know, and I, <laughs> you would think that after all these years I'd have an answer because it's certainly not the first time I've been asked that. Um, you know, I had an interesting, well, I had a, a, a different, um, you know, uh, ex- experience growing up. I, I grew up on, on AM Motown music, you know, R&B wow. and blues and and jazz. And... Um, that's not exactly music that you would, you know, associate as filtering through um with the songs that 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 um that I've written for this band. Um I suppose in some way it, it has, but um you know, one of the stronger qualities of Oleander when people say you guys have your own sound, I appreciate that and if if that's the case it's only because um each of us have like such um eclectic you know, libraries. Mm-hmm. And when we get together and we write, you know, we really are drawing upon each other's ideas. Um, we've never sat in a room and said, okay, let's write a song like this band or we need a song that sounds like that band. You know, we've just kind of, uh, somebody has an idea, we get together on it and um, everybody contributes. Um, I can't honestly say that there were any um, one, two, three, you know, influences um, when we were coming up. I will say that we were very inspired and motivated by a lot of the local musicians in Sacramento. We were very fortunate to have come cool. up in Sacramento when there were some really, really great bands, some of which have made it on to, you know, recognition and, and success, and, so, and mm-hmm. a lot of others haven't. You know, we came up with the Deftones, we came up with Papa Roach, we came up with a band called Cake, you know, a lot of other yeah, bands. Yeah. You know, a lot of other bands, we were all circling the town at the same time. We were all figuring it out, and we were all, all very highly motivated um, by each other. There was a really strong and vibrant um, music scene in Sacramento at the time. And I would say that that was far more influential for us than, you know, any other outside sources or, you know, I don't know. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. No. That's about how I put it. Definitely. <laughs> No, definitely. So in addition to um, the music and everything going on right now, do you guys have any upcoming other small tours or anything that you're going to be doing in the near future? Well, we're hoping for a lot of uh, opportunities to come our way. Right now, I think that we're um, gearing up to play a handful of headlining shows. Um, we're going to be a little bit more regional for a bit. We just got we just finished with a, about a month long tour crossing the country. Right. Um, time to come back home now and and um, focus on some regional markets here on the West Coast. Um, I know Alex and Brian at Union Entertainment Group are, are working on um, some more national headlining tours. Um, 
We just don't have anything set in stone yet. And okay. it's very nice to wake up in the morning and not really know what you're doing. Makes it kind of <laughs> makes it kind of interesting. So we'll have Definitely. to just see how things unfold. I would encourage cool. I would encourage everybody to stay tuned um, on our socials, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Cool and yeah, please plug those if it's any specific name. Yeah, it's, people it's, different. It's, it's at Oleander Band on Facebook and on Twitter, and that's the and of course, Oleander.net is our website. Cool, very cool. Yeah, I mean, thanks so much, Tom, for coming on. Is there anything else that you know you want to share with people and, and let them know about you guys? I just want everybody out there to know that we really appreciate that they're paying attention. Um, For those of you who have bought the album, um, thank you so much. Please, by all means, share with your friends. And uh, for everybody that's considering, you know, checking us out, give it a listen. If you like it, buy it. Lord knows it's gas money for us to get to the next venue. And, uh, (laughs) you know, come out to a show. We look forward to meeting you someday. Yeah, I'd love to definitely meet you guys in person, so I will be on the lookout. And, uh, yeah, if you remember, let me know if you have any stuff coming up on the East Coast sometime in the you know later future. So to yeah, speak. absolutely. I, I, I right. foresee that. I foresee that. Cool. And you're always, Tom, you're always welcome back on the show. So if you have any new upcoming music or you just want to come on at some point again in the near future and, you know, share some interesting stuff, let me know. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having us. Okay. Thank you for joining us tonight, all right? So much continued success to you guys. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, Tom from Oleander and Doug, uh, the bassist, has also joined us earlier. If for some reason you missed the show, please, you can tune in to the podcast after it's over. Full-hour interview with Oleander. Learn some amazing stuff about this just phenomenal band and Check out their new album, Something Beautiful, which is currently out on all digital sites, and you can pick up a copy today. So next week, next Monday, which is going to be the 26th, we are going to switch over again to some metal music. We have the metal band Soil coming on, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so that's going to be a really cool interview, too. And just so many interviews in the works right now, so just please uh, become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. It'll keep you up to date with all the upcoming shows, events, and guests that I have. And uh, follow me, please, on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. Also, I love to keep in touch with people on Facebook. I have two pages, personal pages, so just befriend me on the one that uh, still allots people to add me because one of the pages, unfortunately, is maxed out. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight. And uh, I'm going to play a song uh, called Leave It All Behind. It's the title track of my debut album, and I think it's, Apropos, especially when Tom was talking about Save the Best, uh, his track, and just the concepts of sometimes you just have to look at the positive things. So uh, check it out. If you like what you hear, you can download it on iTunes or purchase it on Amazon Music or any of the major digital sites. Thank you so much again for tuning into the show tonight and uh, look forward to coming back next week with uh, the metal band Soil. So have a great night, everyone. Thanks again. Yeah.